This is Lori Forster, the wine coach with The Sipping Point, and I'm on location here in Hershey, Pennsylvania for the 2014 Food and Wine Festival, and I have the distinct pleasure of next to me, I have uh, Cesare Benvenuto of the Pio Cesare Winery. It's in Piedmont, Italy. It's one of my favorite wineries because it makes Barolo, this amazing red wine that is my death row wine. And if you're out there listening, if you've never had a Barolo, we need to fix that. Cesare is a fifth generation part of the winery of the family. It's a family business. And I'm just so thrilled to be able to meet with you in person. But a little uh, factoid for my listeners, we have met before, and it actually was on my honeymoon. Uh, We did a little wine tour up in Piedmont, and we got to visit the winery in the town of Alba, which is sort of the town center of the winery region there and I'm thrilled to have you tell my listeners a little bit more about the winery and what makes it so special. Good morning Lori. I We are one of the oldest winery in Piemonte because uh, Barolo wine you said that is one of your favorite wine in the world. Barolo uh, the history of Barolo started over than 150 years ago when one of the king of Italy uh, express his desire to make a unique wine on the hills of uh, our region, in particular in uh, in the Barolo area, and uh, they started to make uh, uh, this wine co- with uh, the Neb- Nebbiolo grape variety. And uh, Nebbiolo, uh, with the name Barolo, for the first time appeared in the middle of the 1800s. Uh, Pio Cesare, who was uh, the father of my great great grandfather, was one of the f- very first to <coughs> uh, invest and understand. In, uh, in the great uh, potential of this unique wine. But uh, you have to think about that 150, 130, 150 years ago, the wine business was uh, a totally different uh, world compared to, to what it is now. And Pio Cesare had uh, a brilliant idea to uh, pursue the quality of this great wine that for that time was almost unknown. And uh, by that time, there were just uh, four or five uh, producers of uh, Barolo and Barbaresco too. And now, just to give you a number, in, uh, within Barolo and Barbaresco region in 2014, we are more than 500 producers. So a little bit more, uh, um, a little bit more uh, competition, and uh, you know. But uh, we are still uh, here after 133 years because Pio Cesare founded the winery back to 1881, and uh, it was one. Of, it was one of the very first to also to apply a label. On, uh, on, on the bottles and uh, the same label that uh, Pio Cesare have decided to apply on the bottle of Barolo Barbaresco back to 1881 are still the same of the 2010 that are present right now in, uh, in, uh, right now in the market. So just to orient people uh, where Piemonte is, up in the northwest part of Italy, Torino, if people have watched the Torino Olympics, that's the capital of your region. One thing I think that I always kind of uh, wonder about is Tuscany seems to just have captured the attention of Americans. Everybody knows about winemaking in Tuscany in Italy. And to me, because I think I've been so many times to Piedmont three times, I have a special place in my heart, I much prefer to go to Piedmont over Tuscany, but I'm not sure that the everyday wine lover understands that the wine of kings or the king of wines is made there and all of the great wines that are available. Do you feel like you're getting that message out more as you visit the U.S.? I have to admit that the Tuscan producer, but the Tuscan people in general were uh, much more clever than the Piemonte people over than 25, 30 years ago because they were very uh, good in ex- in uh, 
marketing. In marketing, the region, which is a fantastic region, making beautiful wines, I have to admit. Piemonte uh, woke up a little bit later, but I have to say in the last 10-15 years, Piemonte made a big step, uh, especially in this market. Uh, first of all, continue, continuing to make top quality wines because we had also the fortune of having uh, almost 12 vintages in a row with a very top quality which uh, never happened in, uh, in the history of Barolo and Barbaresco so this really helped us a lot but also all the producers uh, are very serious and then uh, we have really reached uh, a top quality for our Barolo and Barbaresco and all the other you know, all the other wines of course I'm talking about also Pio Cesare but I have to say also all the other producers are doing a great job uh, and I have really the sensation that in uh, in the US in the US market and uh, in, in the, all the different cities I'm visiting in the US uh, Piemonte is really starting to be quite well known not like Rome or Milano or talking about other uh, countries like Paris or London but uh, Piemonte is really starting to be very good very well very well known also because we have also a very nice uh, op uh, option for different top restaurants and top hotels and so this help and uh, uh, just to give you a, a very <coughs> last information in June, we Piemonte, not Piemonte, but our region, Barolo, Barbaresco, and Lange region, has been uh, nominated as uh, heritage of the UNESCO. So it's a really uh, a sort of a, a tribute that uh, the UNESCO ha have given to us because uh, we have really worked very well, especially on the vineyard side. In our glass, we should probably taste some wine. I'm thinking the folks out there want to know what they should taste, and uh, there are some really interesting wines here and that tell us about your winery but also the region so the first white that we're going to try uh, is the Arnais which I've heard people call the white Barolo uh, I don't know uh, what your thoughts are there but tell us a little bit about Arnais because I think it's a white wine that obviously is very specific to your area but not a lot of people are familiar with that grape you're totally right but let me introduce Arnais as a uh uh, a very particular white wine. Uh, our region is much more well known for uh, top red wines. But uh, 30 years ago, we had the needs of having also a little production of, uh, of white wine as well. And uh, there were uh, uh, a table grapes called Arnais by the time. that was just a sort of a fruit that the people from our region used to have at the end of the meal as a normal uh, grape to, to eat as a fruit. But uh, some, some producer, including Pio Cesare, try to vinify this uh, grape variety, Arnaise, which in our own dialect means stuff or thing. It's a very easy and uh, fresh white wine. Uh, you said that uh, is the white Barolo. I believe that is better to describe it as uh, the white wine from Barolo because Barolo is a very robust and very important red wine. Arnais is not; uh, it doesn't have a great aging potential, but uh, is more is better. The best quality for Arnais uh, is, are uh, are played on uh, the freshness and uh, the fruity character to drink quite uh, young because uh, Arnais is only grown and cultivated in Barolo and the Barbaresco region, so in our region, and uh, you don't find any Arnais in other parts of the world because in our region I found a really very special uh, location giving a very particular taste of a fruity character, salty and mineral taste, which are the most important uh, characteristic of whites from our region. Yes, this is delicious, crisp, clean, that great 
acidity or pucker factor that us wine geeks love because I know this is going to be a great salad, seafood, you know, aperitif kind of wine. If you like Pinot Grigio, if you like Sauvignon Blanc, this is a style of white that you're really going to enjoy. All stainless steel, no oak aging, so you're not getting those qualities here. Let's take a quick break, and we're going to come back with Cesare. 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 I know. This is, uh, it's my Jersey Italian. You've got to correct it every single time. All right, Cesare. We will be right back with Cesare Benvenuto of Pio Cesare. If I say it enough, I'll get it right. We'll be right back with the sipping point. This is Lori Forrester, the wine coach, and we're back with The Sipping Point on WBAL. And I'm here with Cesare from Pio Cesare Winery. I finally have it. I feel so good. I think it might feel good because I love this Arnace we just tasted. But you also have another white wine. You know, people, when they think Piedmont, they think red wine, of course. But there are some really nice reds made. Um, Later tonight at our wine comedy show, we're going to be having your agave, um, which is really one of the few wine regions in Piedmont focused solely on white wine. But in the glass here, you have a very special Chardonnay, certainly a great many people are familiar with. But what uh, tell us a little bit about what makes this Chardonnay special uh, to Pio and and different maybe from other styles people have had. It's really a very particular Chardonnay because uh, Chardonnay is not uh, is the, is the only international grape variety that we grow. We all all our wines are uh, all the other uh, wines of Piacere are made with indigenous grape variety. And Chardonnay was a sort of a challenge that my uncle took uh, in the early 80s and uh, after a very nice experience in California where the Chardonnay are very popular. And then uh, he came back from this uh, experience and then uh, he made a sort of a new challenge in uh, one of our top vineyards in the Barbaresco area called Il Brico. Il Brico is uh, our top estate in Barbaresco and in uh, our own dialect, Il Brico means the peak of the hill. And the peak of the hill is uh, usually the best part where uh, the grape could have uh, could get the, the best quality because we they receive the, the sun in the a, in a, in a best way. And then uh, we have sacrificed uh, a little plot of this vineyard planted for a great Barbaresco for making a sort of a new challenge so the Chardonnay that we have called Pio di Lei Pio di Lei is a, a fantasy name which means Pio is our family name for the ladies because we have dedicated this wine to the ladies of our family and to the ladies in general because we are very romantic <laughs> Italians uh, love women so and uh, we have dedicated this very small selection of uh, 5,000 bottles. I repeat, wow. bottles and not cases because of this makes the difference. So this is a Chardonnay from Barbaresco, so which is quite unusual. Mm-hmm. And it's this age uh, 10 years in oak, so it's a little bit uh, important, but not over oaky because uh, we like to play on the elegance and on, uh, on the velvety character. And uh, this Chardonnay is really for wine collector. It's not, uh, it's not well known at all because there are uh, <laughs> such a small production that uh, uh, we cannot sell uh, to everybody. So Pio Delay is for the ladies. I like this. All right. And so California Chardonnay was the inspiration for your uncle with this wine. 10 months in oak, I believe is what you said. So we do have some oak influence, but not over the top. You know, it really is nicely integrated. Gives that creaminess, a little bit of the vanilla, but also there's still fruit and acid in there, which is great. Our inspiration came from California, but the style is totally from Burgundy. Burgundy is a uh, 
after Piemonte, <laughs> our the best wine region for us uh, in the world. Uh, the Chardonnay is from Burgundy, and so uh, we have been inspired by the style of the Burgundian uh, Chardonnay, and then we try to do our best to to make uh, a Chardonnay very elegant. So Cesare, I love that you made the comparison to Burgundy because I've always heard that Piedmonte is the Burgundy of Italy. And the uh, comparisons that we make a lot are because I have a book at home written by Renato Ratti and it maps out all of the Grand Cru vineyards, many of which you're making wine from in Piedmont, Italy. And, and each specific piece of land like your Brico and uh, Gran Busia for Conterno makes a different style, a different like uh, specific type of Verolo, different taste. It's what the French call terroir, uh, that the wine expresses the place where it's grown. And these vineyards can be right next to each other, but still have such different wines that come from the vine. We're just getting ready to go to your uh, Barbaresco and Barolo. Uh, but tell me a little bit, do you collaborate with the Burgundian winemakers? Do you visit there? Is it, is it an inspiration, do you think, for your region? We do not collaborate with uh, <laughs> any Burgundian, but uh, we help them with depletion because <laughs> we drink, we drink, a, we taste a lot of uh, Pinot Noir and Chardonnay from uh, that beautiful region. But in our point of view, to make uh, Barolo Barbaresco and all our wines, uh, you need to be from Piemonte because uh, uh, we don't care to have the top winemaker in the world, but we need to be coming from this area and uh, express the style of Pio Cesare in our case and express the style of Barbaresco and Barolo because they have a very unique style and I totally agree with you what you said before every uh, single crew every single vineyard have uh, his own identity they are not very very different one from the other but uh, is uh, you know they are like person you know they are very similar but everyone has his own character and his own good and positive sides with the negative side as well as well because we have always to remember that Barolo and Barbaresco are uh, very shy because uh, people doesn't love uh, don't love Barolo Barbaresco at the first sight because uh, they are very shy they are they they, they are not uh, the color of uh, Nebbiolo is not uh, so intense as uh, a Merlot or a Cabernet so it is uh, you know quite curious for a top wines having such a lighter color compared to other top wines but uh, this is uh, something that uh, sign the unique character of our wines and so to make uh, our wines to make Baron Barberisco you need fr- you need to be from Piemonte because uh, you totally only the people from Piemonte could really make uh, a classical or a classical modern Barolo or Barbaresco. Well that's perfect because we have in front of us two glasses um, and on the left we have your 2010 Barbaresco and then on the right we have the 2010 Barolo. So quick before we go to the break just tell me a little bit about the Barbaresco and and what uh, is different about that from Barolo. These are made from the same grape but different wines of course so tell me a little bit a few thoughts on the Barbaresco. Again different wine similar at the same time because Barbaresco is coming from uh, this area which is uh, located in the northwest part of Alba our own town and uh, in the hills of uh, Barbaresco Nebbiolo have found this very unique uh, uh, location because uh, Barbaresco uh, is considered the queen of our wines because uh, in comparison with the king that you mentioned before which is Barolo is more velvety and more uh, uh, with a, a 
better perfume so like a very important lady you know like a queen and uh, the barolo on the, on the other side is not doesn't have the same uh, elegant smell as uh, the barbaresco so it's more based on uh, on the muscles and on the character as a uh, a very important man like a king. This is a, a very old say that we have in our region which totally reflects the characteristic of uh, Barolo and Barbaresco. Barolo and Barbaresco are two regions uh, far away one to the other just uh, 12, 13 kilometers so very 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 close but uh, making two similar wines but different. So everyone has different opinion please don't ask me do you prefer barbaresco or barolo because uh, uh, it's Would impossible yeah thank you uh, i prefer for lunch barbaresco and for dinner barolo and uh, i have to say that is uh, they are two beautiful wines and our job and also my friend dave from po imports uh, job is that uh, travel around uh, the country and travel all the different uh, restaurants and wine shops in pennsylvania and in the world for myself and trying to explain what is pio cesare and what is barolo and barbaresco all right well that is very well said and i love how you describe the wines about people uh, women or men or queens or kings rather than the scientific technical terms that some people do that just kind of sucks the fun out of wine so it's really fun talking to you and the way you uh, look at it we're going to take a quick break when we come back we will actually compare these two the barbaresco the queen and barolo the king both the same vintage both from the same producer and we'll be right back this is Lori Forrester, the wine coach. We're back with the Sipping Point in Cesare from Pio Cesare in Piedmont, Italy. We tasted some fabulous whites, and we just have started to the reds. Um, of course, in Piedmont, you know, wine is red. That's a saying that I've heard in the past. Uh, certainly, a lot of people think of red only. And when you think of red, the top reds in Piedmont are made from the Nebbiolo grape, which is the basis of Barbaresco. We tasted right before the break and my death row wine, Barolo. I say death row because this is probably the one wine, if I people always ask me, probably you too as a wine person, what's your favorite wine? Like, what's your most favorite? And I find that hard to answer because I love so many things. But if I had to just choose one, it would be Barolo. So um, tell us a little bit about what you think makes Barolo so legendary and and contrast a little bit from the Barbaresco. Very easy question, by the way, oh, because good, uh, <laughs> because uh, what make Barolo and Barbaresco unique is uh, just uh, you think about the name of the grape variety, Nebbiolo. What is Nebbiolo mean? In Italiano, means it comes from Nebbia, Nebbiolo. Nebbia is fog, and in our region, especially in, uh, in this period, October, September, October, we have very hot days followed by very cool nights. So, in the especially in the in the early morning, we have uh, all the hills, and especially in the valley, the fog for a couple of hours, two or three hours in the morning, which gives to the to this grape variety a unique touch. Together with the soil, the microclimate, Barolo and Barbaresco are very close to the seashore because if you drive uh, one hour south we are on the coast Italian Riviera in the Italian coast but uh, 
if we drive on uh, in the northwest we are on the alps so the highest mountains all over europe so in uh, in when you walk in the hills of barolo and barbaresco in uh, very few minutes you can really breathe the very salty uh, wind coming from the coast but immediately after the very cold wind coming from the mountain so in barolo nebbiolo i found the perfect location in the hills of barolo or in the hills of barbaresco talking about barolo Barolo is um, the king of our wines because uh, it has uh, an undoubtful structure and aging potential, which is uh, coming from this unique grape variety Nebbiolo. Barolo is uh, uh, um, an area formed by 11 villages. So 11 villages, so you can imagine 11 villages with few vineyards inside and every vineyard with different expression, making this wine so great and popular all around the world. And one of the things I love about both of these wines, and specifically what attracted me to Barolo the very first time I tried, and I remember, it was in a restaurant called Demimos, it's just in Baltimore, in Little Italy, and I'd never had a wine like this before because you're getting um, licorice aromas and sometimes tar and roses, and Barolo has so many really interesting and expressive um, nose, if you want to call that, or bouquet in the wine, which of course evolves as you age it, and it does have that aging potential. Whereas, you know, we tend to think of red wines, you know, berries and, you know, cherries and all that red kind of fruit, but this has so much complexity and depth that you know, when you taste it, you know, this 2010 vintage, which was 95 points, you taste that now you're going to get one thing, but in two, three, five years, 10 years, you're going to get different smells, different tastes. And I think that's one of, for me, what makes it so special. You described Barolo in a very nice way. So, so <laughs> talking about the different uh, perfume that uh, Nebbiolo and Barolo and Barbaresco have, but uh, if you are looking for a wine with a, a very intense bouquet, please don't look for Barolo and Barbaresco. Barolo and Barbaresco are much better with the food because in Italy, in, at, and especially at my family, we always had the concept to combine our wines, Barolo and Barbaresco, together with food. Any kind of food, so your favorite food with your favorite wine in general. So, and uh, in particular, 2010 is a vintage that uh, totally reflects the character of uh, Piemontese people because uh, we are very shy. We do, we are not very confident at the first uh, at the first sight. So, if you come to visit us, we are not really very uh, brilliant, very friendly. But uh, once you get friend with a Piemontese person, you will be friend forever. And we, because we are very loyal, as well as Barolo and Barbaresco, you start uh, to appreciate, when you will be starting to appreciate Barolo and Barbaresco, you will appreciate Barolo and Barbaresco forever. 2010 is really uh, an example of this attitude. You're such a great philosopher. This is excellent. Um, this has been so much fun, uh, Cesare, talking about your wines and the Piedmont region. I'm going to give folks a link to your website on thewinecoach.com. And, of course, you can find out information about his wines in the mobile app, uh, The Wine Coach, for iPhone and Android. Thank you so much for being with us. Next time we do the interview, we're going to do it in Italy, okay? Absolutely. I, uh, whenever you wish. All right. Cheers. Cheers. 
This is Lori Forster, the wine coach with The Sipping Point. We've had an amazing afternoon on the patio here in Hershey, Pennsylvania with Cesare Benvenuto of Pio Cesare Winery. But if you're looking to have an amazing afternoon on the patio, I suggest you check out my friends at the Oregon Grill. Situated in picturesque Hunt Valley, their patio is amazing. And next to that, you have the delicious prime aged beef, the fresh seafood they have, and the extensive wine list with both affordable and high-end selections. You can give them a call at 410-771-0505. They have specials every night of the week in the bar. Just a really fun place to be. And ladies, mark your calendar for October 2nd, our next Women's Wine Dinner. You can get the information at thewinecoach.com slash weekend. Special thanks, as always, to my sponsors, Sheehy Lexus of Annapolis and, of course, the Oregon Grill. Oh.